0: Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my grooving girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? I like the little dance that you did while we... (laughs) while the intro
0: was playing. I'm excited to talk about 90210. It makes me dance. What can I say? Oh, my
1: goodness. Well, it is June 20th, 1997. Um, I'm a little distracted because I'm thinking if we talked about what we might have for dinner tonight, (laughs) now I'm thinking of all the possibilities. We're trying to eat healthier, too, so I'm trying to think of all the healthier possibilities.
0: Right, so like... Not Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, why did you say that? Because I did. Because I thought about Mexican pizza and how not bad for you it is. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Better than regular pizza. Right. It's got to be, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, But speaking of meals and dancing, we watched an episode of 90210 where... Uh, Steve makes a meal out of his deal with a producer and dances in the Walsh.
0: Okie <laughs> okay. He wears a meal at one point.
1: Yes, he does wear a meal. Yes, he does pizza. Wow, that would have, what a perfect segue that would have been. <laughs> also, the girls have a meal that is hilarious. It's like a spoken word poem to me. But anyway we'll get into it. What do you want to talk about first?
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, what how did You it, steer this show? How did it start? I think uh, it David... started with it started like
1: this. <laughs> no,
0: I think it started with David and Valerie. It started so
1: it started a little bit before that. Okay. Oh. it started with the revelation that they were going. The girls were going to be going on a road trip. Oh yeah,
0: they're going up into the mountains to some spa for like a girls' weekend.
1: Yeah, I think like Big Sur or uh, something like that. Like uh, you know, one of those in northern. California. They're they're going up the PCH. Right.
0: And for some reason, like Donna, and was it Donna invited her? Claire, Donna was talking.
1: No, Claire. Yeah, Claire invited her.
0: Claire invited Valerie to come with them. It's supposed to be just Claire, Donna, and Kelly. Which, by the way, is not a great idea for a road trip because three is a very unstable number for a group.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> Get the crystals out. <laughs> Got to stabilize this number. Oh jeez! I thought three was such like three like the the triforce. Like, uh,
0: I'm not talking about mystical shit. Stadium. I'm talking about yeah. like you know, human connection and socialization three is a very unstable number.
1: Let me tell you something. I have had some human connection. Oh no, 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 no,
0: no, no. I do not want to hear about that. I will gouge my eardrums out. Okay. No, you're right
1: though. It was unstable. Um, (laughs) but anyway, so she, uh, yeah, she's, she Claire invites Valerie.
0: Or Valerie kind of invites herself, and Claire just agrees. However that went. Claire's that happens
1: like, off screen. Claire's like, she found out about it. What was I supposed to say? No. Donna, even Donna was, yeah. was like, already against her. Which yeah. is, is kind of a new thing, because they were friends before, but she's been, I guess, slowly... Getting more and more angry at her? I don't know.
0: Yeah, weirdly, it's like it's just been coming up in her brain like I'm mad at Valerie now. It's weird
1: how the writers want to change directions with characters. Yeah. And it's they're very mercurial. It's like all of a sudden they decide like, ah, we want to do something different with this character. And they just contrive the plot to fit that.
0: So we end up, all four girls are going on a trip. Mm-hmm. David comes over to Valerie as she's packing.
1: <laughs> David walks up to Valerie. It's probably a more appropriately the say.
0: Well, he that. comes to her house. She's packing oh my God, in her you bedroom. Love that word, don't I? I do love that word.
1: Um, but yeah, he does.
0: And I don't even remember what the excuse was. He was bringing her something and uh he ends up kissing her.
1: They're talking about how he's like, yeah, you really helped me through some dark times. Last week on nine hundred two and and <laughs> she was like, yeah, I remember the episode. And um, he's, she goes, I've been thinking a lot about you too, because you know she was in or he was in uh, her dream, you know, where he killed her dad. And um, so then, yeah, he kisses her, and it looks like she's taken aback.
0: Yeah, she just looks like she's in shock. The whole time. I thought
1: she was going to, like, say, no, no, no. Right. That's the look. That was the look on her
0: face. But.
1: And I was upset because I'm like, no, I want the, those two to get yeah. together.
0: But he just, like, backs his way out of the room real fast before <laughs> she can react in any way. It was kind of funny. He's like, okay, have a good weekend. Bye-bye. He's, and, like, Moon walks out the door. He's
1: like, the, he's like that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons where where Homer just retreats into the bushes.
0: Right. <laughs> so, Yeah. She's a little shell-shocked and ends up in a car with uh, three blonde ladies on their way up to... (laughs) Right.
1: Three bottle blondes and one natural brunette.
0: And Donna...
1: Sounds like the the opening to a film that Steve would want uh, to be made. Oh, yes.
0: For sure. (laughs) You know, weirdly, though, like, Donna's kind of cranky the whole time. Yeah. Like, even from the beginning. Did you ever hear
1: uh, about, because it was... Because she's carsick. <laughs>
0: hmm?
1: I don't know. Well, I thought maybe that could be something, but it wasn't anything.
0: Well, because they're talking about, like, their best kisses and their best, you know, whatever. And they're, they're talking about they're, sex. They're and... playing
1: a uh, a driving game of, like, sort of like Truth or Dare. But, but like, just truth. Yeah, I guess, like, <laughs> I don't know what's, what that game is, but it's basically, it's just like, I don't know. Getting to know you. Icebreakers or whatever. It's scatter, Not uh Scruples. Sure. Did you ever hear that game, Scruples? I love Scruples. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like fun the, game. It's like that.
0: Well, when they do all... First of all, was she already complaining, Donna, before this? I don't think so.
1: Well, she was She was cranky before they got in the car, yeah. She was cranky at, at the max. Or, not the max. That's uh, fucking... Not
0: <laughs> uh, saved by the bell.
1: She was cranky at the peach pit.
0: Okay. So Kelly says her best kiss ever was with Dylan, and on everybody the beach. and ev- yeah, the when when they cheated on Brenda apparently, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> she's like that night on the beach. I'll All never right. forget it. So the other two girls, Donna and Claire, both say David is their best kiss.
1: Right, and then well, so I, I let's unpack Kelly's answer a little bit, okay? Because she does say Dylan. Yes. And then she says, Well, Brandon wins for consistency. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Can you be an inconsistent kisser? I I, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things that you kind of do roughly the same each time. You with, would with think. some with some variation. You know, right. there's obviously more gentle, rougher, you know, more passionate, all that kind of stuff. But roughly the same Most people, I think, have the same, like, three or four moves
0: when it comes to kissing. Well, and, like, okay, maybe that's what she means. Maybe she means the consistency of his mouth.
1: (laughs) I don't know. His mouth never changes. Uh
0: -uh. (laughs) What an
1: amazing (laughs) mouth.
0: No, Um, like... Like when you're making like bread, right? Like you want the dough to get...
1: This is not where I thought you were going, but go ahead.
0: You want the dough to get to a certain consistency. It's like like the way it feels, right? Like you... <laughs> <I'm> Brandon's just... <laughs> kiss is a good mouthfeel, that's what you're saying. Yes.
1: It's like the word chocolate. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my God! Not maybe not when he grew that goatee. That was
0: inconsistency. Yeah, that was a weird, weird couple of episodes. Uh, so
1: yeah, she says he wins for consistency, and Colin wins for passion. Okay, which doesn't or intensity, I intensity, think. yeah. Um, but nothing will beat that night with Dylan,
0: where he must have had both consistency and passion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He had proofed his mouth <laughs> <laughs> up to a, a consistent finish. There you go. Yeah, very nice.
0: Now, might I just add quickly here that uh, Donna looked really intrigued when, uh, when Kelly was talking about what oh, a good yeah. kisser that Dylan was. I think Donna wants to fuck him.
1: Uh, Donna's kissed him. She has? Yeah, we went uh, under the mistletoe that Christmas episode. They did? Yeah, well, I mean not like hugely passionate passionate kiss, but he did give her a
0: kiss. Oh, well, and I was guess she's like I'm
1: under the mistletoe and he, like like friendly kiss. But yeah, I, th- I still think she looked intrigued. And like you said, I think it's all it's all part of it with those two. Hmm. Something weird is going on behind the scenes with those two. <laughs> but
0: then the other two both we'll say David.
1: Right, David. Apparently then, David's a very good kisser, I guess.
0: Yeah, they don't really go into Kelly's
1: never kissed David, detail. by the
0: way. Well, yeah, because he's her stepbrother. That'd be gross. I know,
1: but um unless she had stuck in the dryer. But um What? Nothing. <laughs> but um yeah, like she's the only one in that car that's never kissed him, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And everyone else in that car that's kissed him says him. So he must be pretty good. Right, who's who's uh, your best kisser ever? Uh, you okay? That looks like a lot.
0: No, it's not. It's just like you would ask me that question, like when we're recording. Like that's a weird question to ask me.
1: It's it wouldn't hurt my feelings if it wasn't me,
0: but it is you. Okay. Anyway, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> who's your best? Kiss? Never, never
1: ask, never uh, ask a question you don't know the answer to. That's a lawyer trick. Right. Who's my best kiss ever? Yeah, Valerie.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) You mean in your head when you fantasize about Valerie?
1: Obviously,
0: obviously,
1: obviously. You know you're a good kisser.
0: But back it up, okay? You said everybody else in the car. Yeah. You said everybody else in the car says David. But let's talk about that for a second because Donna says David. Mm
1: -hmm. Donna has kissed. Like romantically, David and Ray and Ray and I, that one fucking jerk that called her a slut or whatever, the rich guy that her mom liked. Oh, yeah. Um, And I I mean, maybe a couple other people that we're not thinking of, but I mean, not not a lot. She hasn't had a lot of kisses.
0: Right. And but what I'm saying is, OK, she says that Claire mentions David. I think she brings up their night when they were alien hunting or whatever. Yes. And when they uh,
1: fucked and aliens watched, which she doesn't know, but did happen.
0: Then they ask Valerie and she thinks for a second and she's like, I guess I'd have to say David, too, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. That is a big revelation. Nobody knows she kissed David. They're like, what? And when? Well, when did it you kiss him? Happened. And she's like, oh, this morning. And they're like, what? He kissed me this morning. And yeah.
1: Donna's like, you're a fucking whore.
0: Donna gets so pissed. Like, I have never seen her. Like, she looks more pissed about Valerie and David kissing when she's not going out with David than she did when he fucked Ariel. I swear yeah. to God, like, she is very angry. Well, you know, you
1: called it. You called it that she was going to be mad. As soon as they kissed, you said, well, maybe this will make Donna mad, cause her problems with Ray, and they'll break up.
0: Yeah. Well, it didn't cause her problems with Ray directly.
1: No, but I mean it. You know, you called a lot of what yeah. happened here.
0: So yeah, so she's very, very angry at Valerie, and then um, she asks Valerie. The entire
1: car turns against her.
0: Oh yeah, well it was a not a great thing. Because, I mean, like they're like,
1: oh, you're a fucking whore. You've slept around. You, you're a fucking bitch. Like everyone's aggressively piling on Valerie.
0: Yeah, well, and then though, see
1: such a pretty woman. <laughs> see.
0: Well, that's what happens, though, honey. The prettier the girl, the more catty and mean the other girls are going to be. That's why everyone's mean to you. (laughs) Right. Um, So Donna asks Valerie about Ray. Did you sleep with him? And she
1: admits it. Well, she basically says, once and for all, I want to know what happened between you and Ray. And she said we had sex twice.
0: Yep. And Donna makes Claire pull the car over because she has to throw up. That is how upset she is. Yeah. So Valerie has kissed the guy that she apparently is still in love with and slept with the guy that she's currently with. Right. Twice.
1: Yeah. And she kind of like fucking, you know, says, hey, this is, we're just going to be honest and and get everything out in the open. So she tells her everything, basically. And then... I think it's at this point, right, that the car won't start. Yeah. After they after they get out of the car, and I don't think they do any more driving, and then Claire goes and tries to start the car, and it won't start.
0: Right. And then a nun drives up. <laughs> this show's got something
1: with fucking religion, man. Guardian Angels be like, hey, maybe we should get Donna and uh, Valerie in <laughs> a, a place together. Um. And, uh, you know, all the shit that happens. But, um. yeah, a nun drives up in a... What the fuck kind of car was that?
0: I don't know. It was like a
1: Studebaker or something. Like it was a very old, like kind of expensive car.
0: But yeah, she she saves their butts because they're on their way up a mountain, but it looks pretty desert-like.
1: Yeah. yes, yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere.
0: And uh, she says that they were apparently on the wrong road since they started up the mountain. Because Claire was taking a shortcut. She says they are miles away from their destination. <laughs> So everybody's pretty pissed at Claire too. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering though, like we never really talk about how they get home.
1: Oh, they they mention it. They do. Yeah, I'll 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 okay. when we get there, I'll okay. tell you.
0: So they're going to spend the night at the convent. I don't understand that part. Well, here's
1: so I don't know if I don't remember if they explicitly stated it or not, or if it's just implied. But the nun. Drives them up to the convent because she's they're near there. And she's, and the implication is you, you can have someone look at your car in the morning. No one's available to look at your car right now, but someone can look at your car in the morning.
0: What, one of the other nuns? Like, who's looking at their car?
1: They just call a mechanic out. We never see it. Here's the thing. We never see it. And I'll, I'll just get to it now, how, how they get home. Uh, they close the lid and Claire goes, I can't believe it was just a blown f- or uh, uh, not a blown fuse. It was just a uh, faulty water pump or something like that or a mm. water hose. It was something like that. Uh, and she's like, I can't believe it was just that. And then they that presumably their car is fixed and they drive home. But I guess they called like a wrecker, like, you know, to come to the convent and like a mechanic okay. and, and he fixed it. But that's I don't remember if they if she says it outright. Oh, we can get someone to look at it in the morning. Or what, but that's the implication.
0: That makes sense. While they are at this convent, though, they are given a room, which is very, it's very, very nice of them to take them in over Mm -hmm. the night like this. Yeah,
1: and to give them one room.
0: Right. So the four four girls are sharing a room, and they are told that it is silent in the convent, no talking at all, from sundown to sunrise.
1: I assume that's a thing. I mean... I I know people take vows, vows of silence, but usually those last... Years or, or weeks or months.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard of monks doing it. I've never heard of nuns doing it.
1: But, and very specifically, from sundown to sunup. But I'm going to assume that's not just a narrative device, that that actually exists in, in certain yeah,
0: orders. I'm sure. You know, they said it was so that they could, you know, focus on God or whatever. Right. That makes sense. The
1: mysticism and silliness of the Catholic Church is uh, on full display.
0: Silliness? What? It's not, I don't think that's silly. To honestly. not talk. Yeah. To to be silent so you can focus on God. Our whole our whole
1: deal here, Carol, is that we just all we do is talk.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you would combust. You would just like I don't know what would happen to you if you couldn't talk for that long, but it'd be a problem.
1: Yeah, it would be a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Colin calls Kelly. I
1: took a vow of silence once. For an entire day. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember you telling me that story. Do you want to share?
1: Sure. I took a vow of silence. I decided I wasn't going to speak at all. This was uh, one of the years I was in high school. (laughs) And I, in anticipation of it, I wrote a bunch of cards. What made me proudest about this thing is that I understood human nature to a degree that I could pull this off. So I made a bunch of cards with like, yes, no, and stuff like that. And I knew everyone was going to want to ask to see the cards. So I put them in a certain order to where every and everyone did. They were like, hey, can I see your cards? And it was like, yes, no, you know, and I don't remember a bunch of other stuff. The last card, and I made sure it was the last card on the pile, said, oh, my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> and then everyone that did that would be like, what is this one for? And then I would pull out the hidden card from my pocket that said, just in case. (laughs) I love it. As if in the event that something like that was going to happen, I still wouldn't talk.
0: You must have been such a blast to go to school with.
1: I I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah. So I did take a vow of silence. But they are taking a vow of silence, sort of.
0: Well, they're, they're following the rule of no talking, basically.
1: Yeah. And then they, they have a meal together. They yes. share a meal where we get, as I alluded to, the spoken word poem uh, portion of the episode where we just see each of their faces and there's a voiceover. <laughs> like It's like Margot Kidder in that Superman movie where she's talking about flying and stuff and the ridiculousness.
0: Yeah, it's an internal monologue mm-hmm. from each of the girls about what they're thinking about.
1: And Claire's mostly thinking about pass me the potatoes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she's like glaring daggers across the table, like looking at the potatoes and looking at was it who was it Kelly? It was Kelly. Yeah, yeah it was hilarious. That was that she's was the like, best part.
1: <laughs> nodding her head towards the potatoes it was great. Um, most of them are thinking about what a bitch Valerie
0: is. Yeah, true. And then at night when they go to bed, we we get it highlighted exactly how much of a little girl Donna is. Oh yeah. Because in her head, she's saying the now I lay me down to sleep prayer that I used to say every night when I was a child. Me as well. And then God bless and listing the people sure. and I used to do that sure. too. God yep. bless all the people you yep. love and exactly Donna still does it at what twenty two years old now. or no, she's probably only nineteen, but still. I think she's twenty one. I think they're. I think they've all turned twenty one. Okay, so yeah, so she's still. Now that there's anything wrong with praying, I still pray too. It's but such you would a think, little child. Prayer. Yeah, you would think that her prayer would mature as she matures, mm-hmm. but no.
1: <laughs> at one point. We hear the nuns in our thoughts, mm-hmm. which are just dirty. no um, she <laughs> says she says, "I wonder if any of these girls are a virgin or, or virgins or any young girls' virgins anymore, which yeah. is funny because Donna is right, um, but she's the only one that is, yeah, and then uh, Donna and her are talking the next day, and Donna's talking about how she kind of wishes that maybe she had chosen this life sometimes. Where you know, like it's a lot. You know, most of the problems are are gone and stuff like mm-hmm. that. She thinks, and because you know, no one's
0: every life has some problems,
1: right? Um, but uh, then the the nun, and this is this is like I want I want a story about this nun. This is very subtle, understated. It's not fleshed out at all in the episode, and she just kind of goes. Sometimes I, I I think the opposite. Wait. Right. Like she's somewhat regretting her decision to join this order. And it's like, that's a fa- That's fascinating. I, I want to del- delve into that. They don't. It's just it. That's it.
0: Well, I mean, I-, I imagine most nuns, at least at some point, have to wonder what would life be like if I weren't a nun? I mean, because sure. there's so much that's closed off from them.
1: Right. Yeah. They get none. <laughs> right. Hence the name.
0: But, yeah, so Donna's upset about her man problems and, and literally thinking about becoming a nun for a moment. Um, but <laughs> so they all head back to their lives. Nobody becomes a nun, thank <laughs> God. Like, could, no one in the world becomes a nun. Couldn't you see Donna doing it, though? I can oh, totally sure. see her being a nun. Absolutely. She'd be a good nun. She wouldn't be a nun. Um, and then Donna goes home.
1: Well, Donna and Valerie have a conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You first. can talk about that. Go ahead. Um. What? Because <laughs> I don't remember all of it. Oh, okay. So Donna and Valerie have a conversation where basically Valerie says, look, um, make sure that Ray is worth it to you. or Because, you know, make sure that Ray's worthy of your love or, or whatever. Basically, she's saying, like, she doesn't think Ray's, you know, worth it. He's like, because, you know, I saw him push you down and, and all this stuff. And, and you know. And Donna's kind of like, yeah, we all just forgot about it. And it's like, yes, the writers, too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Dialogue from the writer's room made it into the episode. Right? Because they really did just brush over that. Yeah, it was weird. And um, one of Valerie's thoughts when they're having their thoughts is uh, Donna's too good for Ray.
0: Yeah, well, she is. So... Yeah, and then when Donna does go home and break up with Ray, thank God! And like, I just want to watch it on repeat. It just felt felt so good to see it. Um, she really tells him off too. Yeah, she does. She and does bring up a good point though. What?
1: She's like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're mad. What are you going to do? Uh, push me like you did in Portland, or shove me down the stairs like you did in uh, Santa Barbara, or whatever? Or she and she's like, or do you only uh, hit me when uh, we're out of town? And it's kind of, like, yeah, that's sort of true. <laughs> kind did just hit you anyway. It
0: was an out-of-town thing. Yeah, but yeah, Ray is finally fucking gone.
1: But not without a weird send-off. Because as he walks out the door, he's like, "You'll be sorry."
0: And yeah, then, he's like, "What is that? Like, are you gonna come beat her up? Like, what the fuck, Ray? What does that mean? You'll
1: never, you'll never date in this town again." <laughs>
0: And Donna says to him, too, before he leaves that she has a lot of forgiveness in her heart and she's even willing to forgive Valerie, but not him. Right. Which, like, I'm kind of curious. Why? Why would she because forgive of, I, Valerie? Because the abuse, I think, is is yeah. one, The cheating and the abuse. So you think she would have forgiven him if it was just one or the other? Yeah.
1: And also he lied. Because uh, she said, you know, she confronted him and he was like, yeah, one time. And she was like, uh, no uh valerie told me everything it was twice not once yeah and he's like nah fuck
0: he <laughs> that goes, bitch actually that's what
1: he says that bitch like yeah. what the fuck dude that's not her fault
0: yeah like
1: although she did kind of entrap you into it but
0: does it does it really make it that much worse if it was once or twice i mean either way he slept with somebody else
1: yeah i don't think so not i
0: mean me. the lying part sure but I don't think it matters. it could have been 10 times at the that point it's done. Once it's once, yeah, I think it's <laughs> It's like uh, you know, it it's like getting pregnant. You can't,
1: you know. Once you're pregnant, it's Yeah. Once you, you cheat, you cheated.
0: <laughs> it's over. So That's all the girl's storyline, I think. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, that's uh the boy's storyline right that's there. Girls, girls, girls. That's Mrs.
1: Garrett. From uh, the facts of life, um, yeah, yeah, that that is true. So let, let's do this. The boys, so
0: line. Steve Brandon's having some kind of financial problems. First of all, like he he went.
1: It's vague.
0: Yeah, he mentions it to Nat that he like he needs some money to for something for the house. He
1: went over the house budget, is yeah. what he says.
0: And Nat's like, ask your parents for money, and he's like, no, this is my fault, my problem. I am gonna fix it, right? And then Steve says, hey.
1: Steve's already at the table.
0: It's almost
1: like a common thing. Because it's like I'm having money problems. And it's like Steve materializes <laughs> right. at the table with this dude. And it's like, meet this location, Scout. He loves your house.
0: So he's he gets him uh, signed up for a movie to be shot at his house for $1,200 a day. Yeah. Which is not bad. No, I'd take it. For sure. And, you know, everybody's excited. Oh, they're going to be shooting a movie. Mm-hmm.
1: And Brandon's like, he says to his little editor, girlfriend, know, girlfriend whatever. or whatever. Um, Hey, you know, come why don't you come over and watch the movie and stuff like that. Let's watch them film it. Yeah. We already know at this point, though, that it's a
0: pornographic film. Yes. <laughs>
1: because Steve reveals it to Ray, Raymond and... Uh,
0: David. But Steve didn't know at first, right? No, Steve knew the whole time. Steve knew the whole time. Okay.
1: He just didn't want to reveal it to Brandon. As soon as Brandon signs the contract and leaves, he says to Ray and David, yeah, it's a porno. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't come right out and say it, but they, uh, you know. Yeah. They love, they had their euphemisms. Skin flick.
0: So he knew that Brandon. Art house film. He knew Brandon wouldn't agree. Fuck
1: yes, he knew. (laughs) So he you him. think you think that Boy Scout Brandon uh fucking Walsh is gonna be like, Oh yeah, sure, let's film a porno in my house.
0: <laughs> and um at one point Steve Steve was, like you said, saying to somebody, Oh, you know, some of these films end up in the art houses, and they're like, excuse me, what's the title of this film? And the guy says, uh, topless, topless? pizza party three. Yes. Because <laughs> that's definitely gonna end up in an art house.
1: And Here's the thing though. I'd never watch it, Carol.
0: You'd never watch Topless Pizza Party? Why?
1: No, I'd never watch Topless Pizza Party 3.
0: But you'd watch one and two? I
1: would feel I feel like I would I wouldn't get the nuance and the uh, <laughs> and the flavor of the story unless I watch Topless Pizza Party one and two.
0: Right. Well, you know, the flavor's all over Steve, so it's okay. Oh, God.
1: Is the flavor of the name of one of the performers. Right.
0: Well he begs, 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 begs to be in this movie. Of
1: course he does. Why he that this is this is a hundred percent what he would do. By the way, isn't he dating Claire? They had a kiss. Yeah, like, he what, is. What the fuck? I mean, like I don't I don't think they're officially dating, but like they kissed
0: each other. And they've been on a couple dates, so yeah, Yeah, cuddles. Cuddles and tender heart. Right. Yeah, He's not being very tender hearted right now. No. So they they cast him as the delivery man for the pizza.
1: Yeah, because somebody calls in sick or whatever. Yeah. Somebody's uh, penis is in a splint.
0: So he sits down with this box of pizza because they invite him in. They're like, oh, no, we didn't order pizza, but come on in.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a normal thing. Let's
0: critique this fictional <laughs> porn and then they start tickling him, which seems like a really weird thing to do in a porn. Here's the thing.
1: This is the weirdest pornographic film I've (laughs) ever seen in my life, because it's pretty clear he's not going to have sex with any of them. Right. He's not signing up to have sex with any of them. So there's not a sex scene in this scene. The women have their, their tops on in this scene, so they're not topless. So right there, that's false advertising. <laughs> and like you said, they just start tickling him. And he laughs. And the director, I anticipated the director and the pizza falls all over him. And he's like, oh, it's hot. You know, it's everything. How, what do they do to this fucking pizza? Right. Because he keeps talking about how fucking hot it is. <laughs> he touches it against his <laughs> mouth. And it's like, it starts to burn. <laughs> Did that priest, pizza? Did that priest from fucking uh, <laughs> Temple of Doom bless it? Like he did that heart, so it just like incinerates.
0: <laughs> Apparently,
1: that pizza's sauce is made out of the same thing as uh, the aliens' blood in the Alien.
0: Ew. But anyway, it's
1: so it's so weird, and I'm like the director's looking at everything. He calls cut, and I expect him to be like, "What the fuck was that?" But he didn't. He goes, "That was perfect." <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. Let's
1: do it again for coverage. I mean, and is, so what weird. are you talking
0: about? Like, what? And then, okay, so Brandon has invited the editor girl to come watch the movie. Yeah. She supposedly had other plans. So he comes home, discovers it's a porn. And,
1: and then he just kind of gets into he's it. He's like, like whatever. It's, right. it's
0: 1200 bucks, And then she shows up because her plans got canceled. Mm-hmm and she is just livid and thinks he's disgusting and they're all disgusting and What do you think of this her reaction? <sighs> I think it's a little over the top. I yeah, mean Agreed. And it's not like he was in the movie. It's not you know if she was Steve's girlfriend. I could understand. If it was Claire. Yeah. But Brandon was just there. And she's like I find it disgusting. So if you came into the house
1: mm-hmm. and <laughs> saw it that- that I had a pornographic crew on set and everything and all the girls there, how would you react?
0: Okay, well, let's back this up for a minute because we live together. So I'd be upset because you didn't ask because you just said, hey, let's film a porn here where you live. So in
1: this scenario, you're more like Brandon. I'm more like
0: (laughs) (laughs) In, In the scenario of Brandon's girlfriend showing up there, I would not have freaked out right away right i might have given him a minute to explain maybe asked a couple questions mm-hmm. she jumps to the conclusion that he invited her there she's like you were twisting my arm to get me here because you want me in this movie or something like that <laughs> yes. i don't remember like yeah she want he want she thought he wanted her to be part of it so
1: And then she leaves and the director's like hey where's she going we <laughs> could put a nurse hat on her
0: <laughs> she's pretty yeah Everyone
1: else is dressed as cheerleaders. What is this movie? It's <laughs> a very good question.
0: So then Brandon gets so pissed off because his girlfriend was upset that he tears up the contract. The damage is done, you idiot. Right. He's like, get, get the, the money. fuck out of here.
1: It's like, let them finish filming their movie. What the fuck?
0: Right. Like, Brandon, fuck off. So, he doesn't even stay there. Yeah.
1: I think they finished filming. I think Steve was just like, don't worry about
0: him. But... Then who's going to get the money?
1: Steve. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it in the cookie jar or whatever.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Because Brandon
1: goes goes to the editor's house and knocks for 12 hours until she fucking answers or whatever. That's a lot of knocks.
0: Yeah. And then uh, she says he'll need to be deloused before he can come in because he's. You know, right. Because they have lice. Right.
1: Because they're because they're they're working and it's it's it's. Women who decided to work in a pornographic, the pornographic film industry, so they must be fucking garbage, I guess, right? Yeah, she's... That's a little judgmental to me. Oh, yeah. I she, thought feminism was about all colors or whatever, right? Like sure. Like, anything anyone wants to do.
0: Who says she... Well, I guess she says she's a feminist. Whatever. Yeah, I think that's the perspective. She's like, I'm a feminist. Yeah, whatever. But she forgives him and lets him in. And And lets him
1: inside her, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, he spends the night. That's true.
1: And they have sex, even without the delousing.
0: And then even more weirdness, okay? This
1: is, is, I want to talk about this, too.
0: In the morning, he wakes up.
1: There's a note.
0: Yeah, it just says, went for a run, be back. He gets up and starts making the bed. She walks in. And is super excited because he passed her test.
1: She said, "You passed my test." He's like, "What? You made my bed."
0: What the fuck? That's
1: my test. No one ever has made my bed before. No one's ever passed.
0: She is so fucking crazy. What a
1: fucking weird test,
0: right? What a weird specific
1: test. What is that?
0: Like, I kind of liked her before, but now I think she's just messed up.
1: I just wanted to end up on the pile. What the
0: fuck, right? What is going on? What? Yeah, like, what does that tell her about him exactly? T- I, I don't know. I mean, uh, he's clean. We already know he's clean. I mean, unless she, this was the Stidious? first time she saw his house and it was full of porn stars, then maybe she doesn't. But it's,
1: I mean, she walks in and there's a bunch of porn stars in the bed.
0: I knew it. <laughs> We're breaking up. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that he'll take care of her. I don't know. It's weird. It's She's weird. Fucking weird. What would you do if you were him and she said that to you? I, I would
1: break up with her immediately.
0: Would you? Yes.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, well, you just failed my test.
0: Right. <laughs> no tests needed in uh, the relationship. Holy thank you. shit. There is
1: one aspect of this we haven't discussed.
0: So What's we got that? The, we got the boy
1: story. We've got the girl story. But there's one little outlier there. One little fucking fly in the ointments. What? When they're at the... (gasps) Dylan! Well, yes, but that's not who I was thinking of. (laughs) I forgot about Dylan, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But uh, when they're at the convent... (laughs) You're a weirdo. Um,
0: (laughs) I am a weirdo. This is true.
1: When they're at the convent... Kelly gets a call from her boyfriend. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was trying to talk about that.
1: Who is with his art dealer, apparently. And they start fucking making out.
0: Oh, yeah. She's definitely fucking him. So, yeah. That's great. He's cheating on Kelly.
1: He's cheating on Kelly with his art dealer.
0: Who, by the way, looks like she could be his mother. Oh, yeah. Like, it's messed up. shes I mean, maybe not his mother, but she is definitely at least 10 years older than him. Yeah. It's weird.
1: And she has power over him because she's his art
0: dealer. Yeah. Which maybe he'll try to use as an excuse when he gets caught later, but it's no excuse.
1: Everyone cheats on everyone in the fucking world in this
0: yeah. show. Nobody can keep it in their pants. No. It's kinda depressing. Yeah. So Dylan. Dylan. Um the Noxima girl yes. is mad at him. She's been avoiding him. He hunts her down in the library. And
1: And he says, I know you've been mad at me because you haven't been talking to me. So what
0: did I do? (laughs) Right. It's kind of weird. And she said, you know, because you were snooping in my dad's study.
1: Yeah, apparently she found out. I guess Bruno told her about that.
0: Like, it seemed like Bruno and Dylan were good. I don't know why he'd tell on him, but he did. And um, he's like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't remember how he explained it.
1: Something about curiosity.
0: Yeah. And then... Um,
1: she says, my dad knew your dad.
0: Yeah, she she tells him that. And then she's like, my dad wants to meet you.
1: So we're going to have dinner together.
0: So he goes with her to dinner. They, I think, finish their entire meal before... It's kind of drawn
1: out. We keep cutting back to them as yeah. the other storylines are going on. But it's basically like, oh, that was your dad on the phone. He wants you to go ahead and uh, start drinks. Oh, that was your dad on the phone. Go ahead and order. Oh, he's going to be... He's not going to make it, you know, kind of thing. And he's like, oh, he wants to talk to you. So she goes to leave the table. And when she goes to leave the table, he shows up.
0: Yeah, her dad and Bruno or some other dude. I it wasn't know. Bruno. It was, yeah.
1: it was a African-American gentleman. Oh, yeah.
0: So, anyways, he... Basically, we were wrong this whole time because he did fucking kill Dylan's dad, most likely, based on what was said. I mean, he didn't I mean, come right out and admit it, it but... It seems
1: heavily implied i guess it's fucked up it contradicts a lot of stuff from last week the fact that he's got the the a picture of him with his arm around a guy who apparently he killed just in his office to look at every fucking day and the fact that bruno was like oh yeah i thought a lot of your dad he was he was a cool guy
0: right well maybe what the fuck maybe bruno doesn't know
1: maybe not but they sit down and he's like yeah i heard you know uh i thought when my my buddy the mobster dangled you over the fucking ravine or whatever you'd let this go and he's like yeah well, i'm not going to fucking let this go now. he's like that's when i was that's when i was worried about dying an unnatural death or whatever and he's like now you're not and he's like no now i don't give a fuck right now 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 it doesn't matter what happens to me i'm going to take you down and if anything happens to me i got a safety deposit box full of it. It, evidence that'll put you away and it's like that gif that's <laughs> <Brandon laughs> printed from the uh, internet? What are you talking about? Yeah,
0: like, we weren't aware of any evidence. And my other question is, if he does have the evidence, and maybe it's a bluff, but if he does have the evidence, he should give it to the FBI. Right. So he goes down.
1: And he says something like, you think I'd let my daughter fucking date Jack McKay's son, that piece of shit? He talk- basically talks about how he hates him. Yeah, And uh, he's like, You know, I I brought, uh, what's his name? I don't remember the name of the guy, but this guy for insurance. And he's got a gun with a silencer underneath the table pointed right at um, Dylan's testicles. Yeah. Dylan's like, yeah, I don't trust you either. I came prepared. And he points a gun at the fucking
0: dude. Yep.
1: And he's like, yeah, we can all die here tonight. Is that what you want?
0: All under the table in this nice, fancy restaurant. There's Mm -hmm. guns everywhere. It's kind of weird.
1: But basically, so, like, he gets up. He's like, he goes... Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. You're going to fucking pay for what you did, no matter what. So he, this is the stupidest plan in the world, by the way. He basically just comes right out and says, I'm coming right for you. Yeah. Element of surprise, be damned.
0: Yeah. And then he leaves. And, I mean, obviously this guy can get him. I mean, he's well-connected and stuff. Sure. Like,
1: he's connected to that mobster.
0: But they had whisked the girl off somewhere. Back home. And then gave her a bunch of, like, lies about Dylan and Mm -hmm. why that, like, well, not totally lies. Like, she said, he told me you were using me, you have some kind of vendetta, which, that's true.
1: Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it started out that way, but, you know, that was before I, not, not like before I got to know you, that was before I saw you. (laughs) So, he's basically implying that she's just hot. That's all he cares about. Whatever. Um. But yeah, he says, you know, your dad killed my dad, and I am gonna bring him down. And she's like, "There's no way that he did that."
0: Yep. So that's the end of them. Yep. Relationship over. No I'll more Maxima girl. What, though
1: that's she'll probably still be on the show. Um, because this storyline's not over yet. I'm yeah. sure she'll pop up again. But um, that's the best thing, honestly. Instead of him fucking like pretending. Yeah. It's good that she knows. Because no matter what her dad did or didn't do, she didn't have anything to do with it.
0: Right. I feel so bad for her, though. She must feel all dirty.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like he they should... fucked? I think so. Like I, They didn't say for sure, but it seems like it. Yeah. Maybe not. But even if not, we know they made out and stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. I would be very upset if I were her, too. That was not right. No good. Dylan shouldn't have done that to her.
1: I agree. And he I just, should have just fucking killed uh, him when he was in the elevator with him, and he could have.
0: Yeah, but then he would have gone to jail. Yeah. But I guess he doesn't care about that. More
1: likely, he would have been murdered by uh, the two security guards. <laughs> right. <laughs> um,
0: right. Murder, suicide. Okay. Oh, happy but, happy thoughts.
1: But that is the episode.
0: It is. So you can write us at latefee1994 at com, mm-hmm. and... You can check out our website at com mm-hmm. and share the tapes with your friends. All
1: right, we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.